Hello, everybody. Welcome to Surviving the Ground, the podcast where we, uh, topics are just kind of laying everywhere. Um, this is episode, I believe we're on 15 at this point, but, uh, we've, we've got a familiar face, uh, from times past. We've got Bartek Shuda with us uh, as a co-host of the show. How's everything going, Bart? Things are great. Great to be back. And then I go muting myself again, and also joined by my uh, other co-host, Joe Adante, uh, my father. Is every, how's everything going? Just great. <laughs> I'm glad we've got the full cast here today. I think it's going to be a great podcast. Agreed. So uh, everything's great on the podcast. Not looking so great in the uh, in the football field, however, uh, based on some... Uh, Taking some fantasy hits, uh, me personally this week, but uh, seven torn ACLs in in one day um, for the NFL. Uh, two on the same team, on the same defense. Um, really been kind of a scary thing uh, at the moment, but a lot of big names getting taken out uh, week two here. Um, what do you guys think is going on? Well, first of all, I didn't even know there were seven. I knew like Saquon Barkley towards ACL, but I did not know there were seven tears. I mean, I guess you would have to attribute that to maybe just the rush started the season. I'm not sure. People are going, they're maybe going 90%, 100%, their uh, their knees can't take it. But uh, wow, that's actually quite surprising. Yeah, you know, you think that uh, people are going to say they didn't have any preseason games. And maybe that's the cause, and you know, it might be a slight contributor, but I, I don't just don't think so because um, these guys are getting hurt like Saquon Barkley. They wouldn't have played in the preseason anyway. You know, somebody like a Saquon Barkley would have played a handful of snaps in the third game, which is kind of the dress rehearsal. But these guys that are getting hurt, they just simply would not hardly have played in the preseason. But I, I will say though that the shortened, the overall shortened training camp, I think is has got to be a factor. I mean, I. I think it's it's not so much the preseason games as much as just their training had to have been different than what they've done in the past. A little shorter, maybe some different things than they would normally do. And that's been one of those things. Um, I know there was seven of them, but uh, the big uh, hit, obviously, was uh, the 49ers were hit with uh, at least four, you know, high-profile injuries uh, in Sunday's game, you know, at what cost against the Jets, you know. To, to beat the Jets, but of course they had two torn ACLs in the defense, uh, Bosa being one of them. And um, Mostert had the had an MCL sprain, which you know it could only be a couple weeks, maybe, or it could be longer. Um, Garoppolo had an ankle ankle injury, and and of course you have Barkley, um, and then uh, McCaffrey also ending ending up on the list with an ankle injury. So that's been a uh, that one's going to hurt me. In fantasy, quite a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, McCaffrey, that was an ankle rather than a knee. Uh, you know, McCaffrey, that might be a slightly different story because supposedly, uh, if you look at the stats in the past over the decades, is that if you have a running back touch the ball like over 350 times, then they're more likely than not going to get a major injury the following year. And, of course, I think he touched it about over 370 times last year, around 370 last year. So, it really, the big mystery to me is how in the world did he go so long without getting hurt? You know, this is a relatively minor injury compared to what he could have had. Yeah. 
Because the guy touches the ball so much and takes such a pounding. It's just amazing he's gone this far. Yeah, Bart, I, I was going to well, yeah, ask, um, and uh, uh, what, what were you able, uh, you had an absolutely killer week one in, uh, in predictions, and uh, uh, week two wasn't too much worse or anything. Uh, were you able to actually watch anything on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, I've been keeping an eye on the Bears. Go Bears 2-0. You know, it's uh, for Bears fans, it's quite surprising mm-hmm. to start the season, I think, on that note, especially with the Trubisky era. But I, I heard something that, like, mostly all favorites won last week. So usually when I do picks, you know, I try to <laughs> see what I like, and then I try to maybe pick some upsets. But yeah, that wasn't even a good strategy, uh, I would say, because... It was one of those weeks where just the favorites won. So, um, yeah, yeah, I it's think a, that, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'm, you know, uh, this this weekend is going to be very interesting. Of course, uh, I was looking at some of the some of the big games this week. Obviously, uh, Monday night's game, the Chiefs versus the Ravens, is going to be a, a you know a rehash, you know, really a clash for the title in the AFC. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on that game? Because that's going to be big on our prediction sheet this week. Yeah, despite the fact that uh, the Baltimore's got a pretty good defense, maybe one of the best in the league, I still think it's going to be a, a shootout because I think Baltimore is going to score a lot, and then Kansas City is going to have to literally fill the air with football to try to keep up with them. And uh, I would give Baltimore the edge in that game only because they're at home. But certainly, like you say, it's kind of a duel of the Titans. But I, I really expect a big shootout. I'd, I'd be surprised if it's low scoring. Yeah, I would agree with that. What do you think, Bart? Well, I think that's so far going to be probably the game of the season. Uh, I don't know if we had one great game last week, to be honest. But <laughs> well, I think well, this one will live up to the hype. Well, they were talking about, uh, I don't know if you had gotten, uh, I didn't get to watch it in person, but watching the highlights afterwards, um, the Falcons-Cowboys game. Um, last week was was pretty, or you know, I would say last week, but I mean Sunday was was horrifyingly intense. Um, uh, I actually didn't catch that one. You're right; that is actually historic. I don't think. If if you yeah, I was gonna say if you if you catch up a, a unbelievable onside kick, um, for the Cowboys and just like a just an absolutely crazy game, just lead swapping, you know, everywhere, a game where the Cowboys were essentially completely out of it, you know, and managed to dig themselves back in and everything. I don't know if you got to watch that one, Dad. Yeah, I saw bits and pieces really uh, from the the, um, NFL Red Zone, you know, they show all the highlights. That's really a terrific channel. And when it first came out a few years back, I thought, gee, that's kind of weird. I think people would want to watch whole games, but... But really, if you're in a fantasy, it's really made for fantasy football people. I mean, because they, there's no commercials, there's constant action, and they don't, <laughs> you know, they don't just show teams when they're inside the 20 yard line either. The traditional red zone, the any, you know, any any action they deem necessary. So I saw a lot of the highlights mm-hmm. and a lot of the game action. And uh, I, you know, if you're the Falcons, though, you, you know, you got to feel pretty terrible. You got this huge scoring machine, and you've been up. Uh, are competitive in both games and you're 0 2. And the bottom line is your your defense is horrible. Well, I want to ask, Bart, I want to ask you about um, 
about the Thursday night game. I'm, I'm getting a little excited. You know, it's a weird, weird time to get excited for it, but I'm counting my blessings anytime I get football. But of course, Thursday night matchup is a uh, Miami. So you've got Fitzpatrick in a, uh, in Miami and they're coming, uh, they're going into Jacksonville to play Minshew and, uh, is it James Robinson and, and company. Um, is that, is that an exciting game to get into or am I just crazy? Have I lost my mind? I think it's exciting, especially uh, early on in the season. You know, you never know what could happen. The stories are still writing themselves. And yeah, I think it takes a few weeks to establish kind of, you know, which team might be having a good season and which team might uh, start off pretty, uh, pretty weak. So, yeah, even games like that, you know, I think just that's part of the uh, the beauty of the early season. You know, is just seeing what develops and which players make a key difference. Well, yeah. So if you if you get a chance, I would definitely recommend uh, looking up some highlights on Miami. So far, uh, Miami's actually been uh, in some pretty crazy games. I mean, they gave Buffalo a run for their money on Sunday. Um, and I mean, and they played New England, which had a you know a charged up Cam Newton on in Week One, but uh, but they gave the Bills, who are the you know the main contender, uh, you know for the East you know, until Cam showed up. You know this so far this season, but uh, the Bills are supposed to be a contender, and and they they almost ended up losing on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I think that Thursday game. To your point, I guess I would agree with both. Of you. I think it's going to be an exciting game, but it may be an exciting game, but a, a meaningless one. <laughs> <laughs> the way the season turns out, you know, Fitzpatrick is an exciting quarterback. Generally, I like watching him, but. The interesting thing to me is going to see how long he he's able to hang in there, how long he's able to stay in there before Tua yeah. uh, takes over, because that's kind of inevitable. Yeah. Hey, Bar, feel free to to allow yourself to to unmute sometimes if you're. Uh, you know, it's nice to catch the the reaction from everybody. You know, if there's a, I know every once in a while, I think we 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 missed a good laugh from my dad when mentioning the game because he was muted, and I was like, ah. You know, because those are always those are always good. Um, I, I gotcha. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I think. Who are the? Uh, so we're talking about the, uh, the. You said Miami, right? Yes, Miami is playing uh, at Tua. Jacksonville. And Tua, Tua. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring up what what other rookies are you keeping an eye on? Uh, right now, I think the the big ones right now, uh, the rookie class is is kind of exciting. I know the Bears have. Uh, a wide receiver, Mooney, who just scored on a Sunday, and uh, and he's been playing uh, pretty well. He's in the, I mean, he's in the starting lineup and everything. Um, uh, Edwards Hilaire, who's the running back for KC, has had a had a couple of good games. Or certainly, I mean, their game against the Chargers was rough for everybody, but but he did, you know, as well as you one could. Um, I think the last one on my list is probably uh, in Vegas, uh, Henry Ruggs. He's been playing up to some pretty good standards when they've given him the chance. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. You know, you're talking about people you want to watch. The one thing I want to I want to comment, do you have something, Dad? I see you hovering over the over the mute. Do you have a rookie on your, on your watch that I haven't listed? Hey, we just had what I think is going to be the start of a breakout game in San Diego, the quarterback, A. Bear. Yeah. Uh, these first games at a pro and threw for over 300 yards and really gave Kansas City a run for their money. So I hope to gosh, I mean, I like Tyrod Taylor, but I hope to gosh they don't go back to him. They got to stay with the bear. The offense looked much better. It's clear he can do a lot more. 
and I'm looking forward to see what he can do. He can put up some some big numbers potentially. I think. And isn't he? I think he's the son of. Isn't he or the related to Bobby Airbear from years ago? He was quarterback from years ago. I have to look that up. Keep, I think he's related to him. You keep saying that, and I'm completely lost. I've, I keep I'm forgetting his name right now. You probably don't remember him. There was a quarterback called Bobby Airbear. He played for the Saints. No. Years ago. No, not related. So so well, what what is the guy's name? Why can't I think of his name right now? This is Justin, I think. Justin A. Bear. Oh, it's not A. Bear. It's Justin. Who am I thinking of? You're, There's you're, an... you're, you're lost entirely. It's Justin. <laughs> Something else. No. Why can't I think of it? We'll really? find it. We'll find it eventually. Bard, do you know who it is? Herbert. I don't, but That's maybe um, Herbert. Google Her- does. Herbert, is, Herbert is pronounced A. Bear. Oh, no. It's Herbert. No, it's a bear. But I think I have oh, to look yeah, it Justin up. Oh, yeah, Justin Herbert. No one has called him a bear since he got anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this guy over here, this French-ass guy over here. It says he was on the Chargers. He is on the Chargers. Yeah, they, 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 played, the Chargers. They, they played the Chiefs on Sunday, and they actually almost, I mean, it took them to overtime, and they almost won. But he's a rookie this year. Has C.D. Lamb had a good start? On, on, on and off, he just hasn't had a lot of targets. No, he's he's had targets and he's had yards, but you know what he hasn't had? He has not had touchdowns yet. And yeah. that's the only thing that's keeping him down. But uh, I think that he's already passed, in my mind, uh, Gallup, Michael Gallup over there uh, to take over as number two receiver. So watch out. Uh, he's going to be a star. And I know we were talking about rookies uh, and also with quarterbacks, the Bengals quarterback. Um, uh, Joe Burrow, how he's been, how he's been playing. Week one, he actually looked like uh, you know some hope, but uh, their game against Cleveland was a was a little up and down. I couldn't believe he threw 61, uh, 61 times that game, and I also couldn't believe you picked the Bengals when uh, all the previous times for picks you were really high <laughs> in the Browns last year. Yeah, and that I'm, bit you in the butt. Yeah, yeah, it did, and and that's what I get, I guess, for going against the grain. Um, yeah, that was one of those things where it was kind of like, uh, I mean, I have Joe Burrow on fantasy teams and I kind of was, you know, just hoping to ride it out. And Cleveland had such an abysmal week one, you know, I'd, I, you know, I was hoping it would, they would either take it as a stance to do better or, you know, at least my fantasy quarterback would do good. He still got 24 points in fantasy. So, you know, despite not having all that great of a game, but, um, there's a lot of games on the schedule this week that don't look uh, super insane by my by my estimate. Um, I think you 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 here's an, here's a fun one. Just the way everything's kind of been, but the Packers are going to New Orleans. Um, as the Sunday night game, and I think that's the next big one behind the Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, yeah, Rodgers has had a good start, and yeah, the. Uh... The Saints kind of blew it with the Raiders, right? That was kind of surprising. So Yeah, oh yeah, no, that was definitely a, a kind of a shock to the system. I mean, obviously they weren't at home, and I know we, my dad said this on the podcast before, but the, uh, New Orleans, you know, pride and joy is, you know, when you go to the Mercedes-Benz Dome, you know, in New Orleans, and, and usually they're, they're pretty hard to beat when you get there. Um, so Green Bay is going to have to go into there, but also Rodgers, uh, you know, I've I've halted some talk about them drafting Jordan Love in the 
in the in the draft and and Rodgers feeling kind of ousted but but he's playing like a man scorned right now. <laughs> yeah, ordinarily I I would because of the home field advantage I would normally give New Orleans the advantage, but you know, I'll tell you something. I would go with the Packers this week. Uh, only because of what you mentioned. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing like a man out of his mind. And uh, also Aaron Jones. Talk about a crazy man. Yeah. Uh, if you had him in your fantasy league, you you probably won all your leagues that you had him in because uh, that guy is just a superstar. But I, Although I, I, you know, didn't you manage to lose? Didn't you manage to lose a game with him? Oh, no, no, that that wasn't because you had Aaron. That wasn't because you had Jones. That was because you had the the other guy had two people missing, and you still managed to. Yeah, that's always fun. I played in another league, not our not our family league, but in another league, I played a guy who was missing two guys, you know, because they had gotten injured the week before. They didn't bother replacing him, and I still lost. That always feel you feel good. <laughs> well, Bar, what are you thinking about the uh, Packers wolves. going in? Yeah, really. Yeah, like you got out when you could. So it's good timing for you. But what what are you thinking about uh, Rodgers and Jones uh, walking into New Orleans on Sunday night? Was that for me, you said? Yes. You know, I think I think the Packers can win, and they even may. And you know, that's going to start a lot of talk if they do about the Saints start to the season. And I know Michael Thomas went down right week one. So yeah. I'm sure maybe if they had him for the Raiders, um, maybe they could have sneaked out of there with a, with a win, but yeah, it's tough. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I don't like the Packers. So I'm gonna, I might have to pick the Saints on that one, to be honest. But, I, think, yeah. uh, I think I'm changing my pick to the, to the Packers just because I have a feeling, um, well, we I hate to say it, but the Bears are going to be two and one after after week three. I don't think they're going to get out of Atlanta with a with a W. Well, I would definitely favor think Atlanta. So? I think oh, they I would, could win. Oh, I definitely would favor Atlanta. The Bears, I think the Bears. We haven't got to them yet, but I mean the Bears. I I think have been like a horseshoe up their rear end, you know. Like you were talking about the first week, you know, you picked the Bears over the Lions. Well, that was nice. The Bears won. I'm a big Bear fan. I'm happy for you. But the thing is, is that they were losing 23-6 to going in the fourth quarter. And uh, Detroit blew all kinds of opportunities. They still should have won. Even after the Bears took the lead, the guy dropped the pass in the end zone. I could have caught it myself, and I'm 63 years old. But uh, in the second game, they played the Giants. And, of course, they're horrible. Can't beat anybody, especially no Barkley. So... I love the Bears. I hope they win. I don't think they will. They're they're just not that good. You know. You know what I think now that you that you mentioned that is, uh, I think I think you're right. There's a lot of like uh, fake fluff going on right now just because uh, they're two and zero start. But I just think the way Atlanta lost last week, they they're going to want to redeem themselves, and I don't think the Bears are going to be able to stop them. Now that I think about it. Oh, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think Atlanta's going to be loaded for Bear. You said they're at home too, right? They're at yeah. home too, yes. Oh, I, I, I think it's going to be, a, I hate to say a massacre. There's not very many massacres in the NFL, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bears lose by a couple touchdowns or more. Yeah, that's that's my unfortunate thought. Well, moving on to a couple touchdowns. Uh, I, once a stat line that I would like to go over at this point, and I th- I'm trying to figure out if this is completely up to date, but... Um, the Seahawks Patriots game 
uh, over the weekend. Was it Sunday night? There was a Sunday night game. That game featured, of course, Cam Newton, which we haven't really been sure what to expect uh, coming into the season. You know, um, Superman passed for almost 400 yards in the, in that game. And he had two rushing touchdowns. Um, and then Russell Wilson, uh, just a, a little under 300 yards, he threw for five touchdowns in that game. Uh, so far, Russell Wilson right now, he's got nine touchdowns and one interception through two games. It's, it's an absolute mind-boggling statistic. And when they came back and told me that after all I had watched, Cam Newton had almost thrown for 400 yards, I was like, I, I couldn't even... I couldn't even like believe I'm still not sure that isn't a stat for his total yards, but they put it in his passing stats. I believe. (laughs) Am I wrong? Am I crazy? I mean, I think he's actually had a start a lot better start than I would have had, would have thought he would have. Uh, I kind of was on the train of, Hey, don't get your hopes up, but it seems like things really got sour in Carolina and you know, that might've affected his performance the last, uh, last few seasons. Because uh, the new system's got him looking pretty good. But I hear there was some controversy on uh, like the final play or something like that where he ended up running it, it was, instead of uh, maybe faking uh, the run and going for a throw. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a call that they had gone to several times in the game. And I guess even Cam afterwards had, had noted that he'd gone to the well too many times probably in calling it. But uh, th- basically it, several different times in that game they had taken a snap at the goal line and he did his kind of little wait, wait, you know, think about where to go and then and plunge in. And honestly, what they probably should have done is they probably should have faked it and maybe gotten a tight end or fullback open in the flat, you know, just a nice little easy pass. But it's always hard, though, when you have a guy who's so commanding. If he's thrown for almost 400 yards and two rushing touchdowns, you're probably thinking, you know, that's probably the guy you want to give the ball to. So um, that that's an up and down. I mean, it's definitely not – that's not the scale of – infamy that you know um uh Pete Carroll has for not running the ball on the one yard line but it's you know but it's it's a little wonky but well that's the whole thing where you know hindsight's 2020 but yeah it's hard to discount a play that has worked so well the first two games I'm not saying that I would have done it but I, I can certainly understand why they did it and I agree you know Cam Newton's off to a much better start than I thought he would have. I, I think we knew because he, he had been hurt most of the last couple of years. That's why he wasn't doing so much running, not so much running at the goal line for the Panthers. Uh, and this year now he's doing a lot. But what's really impressed me was this passing. Like you say, it passed for almost 400 yards. And it's not like they've got like a boatload of talent wide receiver other than maybe Edelman. But uh, so I, that's what really surprised me is he's really throwing extremely well. So things are looking up, uh, despite that loss, things are looking up for New England. But, yeah, it's going to be hard to keep up with Russell Wilson. I, I, I sure wish I had Russell Wilson on one of my fantasy teams. You know, I, I, I didn't take him only because he was going high. And historically, even last year, they always want to run the ball. The story of Seattle, if you look at last year, is they run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Then they get behind by halftime. And then all of a sudden he's got to pass like crazy in the third and fourth quarter to bail him out. Well, now they're just they're just starting to pass pass first right away. I, mean, I think they're opening so many plays. I think it was like two thirds passes, only one third running. So it's a whole different 
It's a whole different ball game, literally, in Seattle this year, which is probably good because their defense is not what it once was. <laughs> yeah, they're going to need to put up points. Um, I think this the one of the craziest mind bending moments. I mean, um, y- you know, you think about how athletic people are, and but one of the most mind bending things to me was David Moore's catch in that game, and I couldn't believe the amount of focus, you know, because I thought. In 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 normal motion, I I thought he was out. I thought he just caught the ball of going backwards, and he just fell out of bounds. And Bart, I don't know if I, I would recommend looking this one up. This was from Sunday night. Um, David Moore was backing up to the corner of the end zone with a defender on him, and he caught a ball. And as he was going out of bounds, he had his left foot in, and then as he's falling backwards, he brings his right foot around hits the pylon and somehow perfectly places it with green between him and the side and the out of bounds in the end zone and like falls, you know, back with the, with the catch. It was like a, it was a pretty deep ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was insane. Like football, foot placement and stuff and, and, and awareness of your location. I, I just thought it, it, they played it a couple times and I just thought it was particularly sick. Um, well, the one thing I thought was nice was uh, people talking about Tom Brady, and I kept hoping people would get you know something for their money with Tom Brady, and uh, we finally got a little bit of a show of what's going on in Tampa Bay. Uh, it wasn't, you know, wasn't super flash or anything, and obviously there's still some communication issues with Gronk and and all that, but um, basically, you know, they came out of that game with a pretty good with a pretty good win, win and you could you saw that there's still some some gas left in the tank, which, uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, uh, Drew Brees steps up or else they're going to start asking questions about, about him. You're going to see Jameis Winston starting games in a, in a Saints uniform. Um, but yeah, anyone, anyone who wants to chime in on the Bucks game anyway, or their impression of that. Yeah. I, uh, I, well, first of all, I hear a big, problem they've had to start the season is just penalties and I'm sure when Brady was on the Patriots he wasn't used to you know plays being called back because of penalties as much as uh, the start you know has been here so that's probably one thing he's getting used to but uh, I don't know I don't have too high hopes for Tampa this year and maybe they could sneak into the playoffs but I'm not sure how much noise they can make well I know all the jokes they've been the jokes that they've been making um, have been about a. There was an Onion article, I think, that was Tom Brady unsure how to ask his coaches for the opposing team's playbook, and and stuff like that. You know, or, <laughs> That's good. Um, or, or Brady's, you know, uh, Tom Brady uncomfortable, the you know, or yeah, not sure how to ask for the team footage or whatever from the from the opposing team. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, the big difference to me in Tampa Bay is not so much Tom Brady because uh, you forget, he threw a lot of interceptions, but Jameis Winston threw for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. But the big difference is the defense. Uh, last year, the run defense was good because they sell, they sold out for the run, Tampa Bay. But their pass defense was historically horrible. It was literally horrific. And really, they've they've nailed it down now. The defense of Tampa Bay is not at the top of the league, but it's much, much better. And I agree that uh, I don't know how much noise you're going to make as far as the playoffs or whatever, but 
they're much improved compared to last year, but primarily because of the defense. You know, Brady, I think, uh, still has some growing pains there. He's only played two games. I think he'll get better, a little more coordinated, get some of his receivers back. But, uh, you know, he's, what, 43 years old. So I, you, know, you kind of have to temper a little bit the expectations, you know, as opposed to he's going to be the GOAT again. Oh, by the way, I have to apologize. You guys are right, or Jay was right, about Justin Herbert. It is Herbert. I was, I don't know, I was thinking of the old, there's an old quarterback. Look up Bobby Ayer. It's spelled the same way, Herbert. Bobby A. Bear was a quarterback for the Saints years ago, about probably 25, 30 years ago. But he was a very popular fellow in New Orleans. Mm. In fact, there was a time, there was a back at a time where both quarterbacks uh, playing for New Orleans were actually from New Orleans. You know, they were from Louisiana, I should say. And it was kind of unusual, but that's what I was saying. But you're right, it's Justin was Herbert. That, but was that Stabler as well, or was that? Uh, no, I think his name was Forcade. Um, I think his name was uh, John Forcade. John Forcade, if I recall. He's on the. He's the. He's number one hundred on the top one hundred touchdowns of all time. Was that bizarre play where he throws an interception and the guy runs it back and a couple fumbles it ends back up in his hands and he scores. I'm just doing that from memory. I, I couldn't swear it because it was so long ago, but I think it was John Forcade, if I recall. But I just, I just got to, I just want to clear the air. I was wrong on that one. It should be Justin Herbert. I got lost. I was so excited about him. Well, so, um, you know, I want to take a little bit of a switch here. Uh, we'll, we'll convert over to uh, college football right now. Uh, the word out is the, the Big Ten has has been. Uh, moving forward with with some kind of schedule anyway, and uh, schools obviously are starting to take notice. Um, I had seen a news article about uh, Notre Dame having to actually postpone a football game after multiple athletes test positive for COVID. So, you know, I, I hate to say, <laughs> you know, I, you know, what did you expect was going to happen? But uh, I mean, my main feeling about all this is that obviously at the end of the day, the professional, the, the athletics itself is not all that much different, but you have to remember that these other people, you know, in the NFL are quarantining themselves a lot more precisely than a bunch of college kids are going to be expected to. It just seems, it seems silly to me. It's tough. The college football topic this year, you know, it's, it seems like all the, uh, it's split, you know, on the, political parties basically for the states you know it's, it's a democratic state it seems like they're not playing if it's a Republican state it seems like uh, they are but yeah I mean definitely don't trust uh, 18 to 22 year olds to make solid decisions when it comes to going out you know it's, <laughs> I don't blame them it's the prime of their uh, yeah it's the prime of going out, you know, during that time when you just turn 21 around that age, especially in college. So people don't want to miss out on experiences, you know, and when you're a football player, you might think you're a little more invincible than someone else. So it is what it is, but it's tough to hear games yeah. being canceled or players just being out due to COVID. That's one thing I hope in the NFL doesn't come about, but uh, and I yeah, haven't heard much yet in the NFL about it. So yeah, yeah. so far, that's I good. Yeah, so far they've they've it seems like they've managed to kind of 
it seems to be kind of low key at the you know at the moment. I haven't heard any major issues with it, but I've I've also worried that you wouldn't hear about major issues about it. it was something that I started to play through in my mind. Um, I remember we had been talking about week one, and we were talking about how uh, I think it was Wednesday night. I told Lauren nothing can stop this now. You know, week one starting on you know that Thursday, and she goes, "What if they someone tests positive?" You know, on a Thursday, and I'm like. You're not going to hear about it till Friday. They're going to at least, you know, play that game or whatever. Yeah, they know. might say as a rolled ankle or something in practice. I was going to say, I was gonna, yeah, I was going, yeah, I was going to say, well, it looks like hey, look for the players that hurt themselves, you know, just before Thursday night's game or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, especially at a college level. You know, it's I've always said uh, I've been saying this the whole time, but unfortunately, we have a lot of friends who. Uh, you know, don't take this whole thing as seriously. And I think the the problem with this is I think the unfortunate thing is that, you know, assuming we don't solve this whole issue quickly, I've worried that in order to make people start listening, that the thing is going to have to become a lot more deadly to make people start listening. You know, the, your, your odds of surviving when you leave the house need to be a coin flip or something in order to make people start paying attention. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Honestly, is sometimes that's what it takes for people to pay attention, and that's how people got to learn. So, I just hope for the best, and hope people make right decisions. Yeah, I think uh, with the Big Ten and these other colleges playing, obviously it's all going to hinge on the fact that as the weather gets colder, as it always does, of course, in the fall and winter, what's going to happen with the coronavirus? We just don't know. You know, I think to respect that when the summer came, the hot weather was going to die off. But Trump said it's going to get colder, so everything's going to get better. Well, I'm just saying, before he was saying when it, when it got hotter, you know, it was going to go away, and it doesn't seem to have done that, so is it going to be the same or worse when it gets colder? But anyway, that's going to be, to me, that... Yeah, that because, was because, climate change anyway, but yeah. Right. But the thing is, is that... Uh, if it gets a lot worse in the wintertime, then obviously they're going to have to relook at some of these games. Like, for example, you know, the Michigan-Ohio State game, I think it's going to be in the middle of December now. You know, it's got pushed back. I don't think this, the Big Ten season doesn't start till the middle of October, I believe. So, anyway, bottom line is that the cold weather effect on coronavirus, I think, is going to be a determining factor as to whether we can complete the season or not. It certainly would be nice if we could, but we'll have to see. Yeah, no, it's and it's. I mean, nobody's been given any good direction. <laughs> I, I, we we represent. It's interesting on the podcast here. Obviously, on a high view, it feels like there's only really two groups here. But in between the three of us, there's really three fairly distinct groups. You know that a lot of this stuff is affecting and everything, and it's. Uh, uh, you know, you're put in a position where you're not really given a whole lot of stable guidance to know you know, what's, what's non-biased and what's, you know, what's, what's, what's objectively the truth and everything. Um, so it's, it is, it is hard to know when it comes to, you know, when it comes to sports, you know, what, what, what you're supposed to allow, what is the allowable, you know, risk to take? See, you hit the nail on the head. I gotta make one quick comment is that, uh, what you said earlier, Jay, about it not being that fatal, that's really been the whole cause of this political fallout. The fact of the matter is right now there's only about less than a 3% death rate 
and certainly people are getting ill. Most people are getting more ill than a normal flu, but, but people are surviving it. So there is a, a thought, not unjustified, but there's a thought out there that maybe it's not that big a deal, as opposed to a few years back when we had the threat of Ebola coming over here. Ebola has over a 90% fatality rate. So they really took that thing seriously right away. And we sent almost 3,000 troops over to West Africa where the breakout happened to prevent, make sure that nobody got out of there. And so it turned out there were only four Ebola cases in the U.S. back then uh, and only two fatalities. So the fact that the disease is not very lethal is is really a, a problem. It's really a, a bad thing because, A, you got a third of the country not even believing it exists or thinking that it's nothing. Uh, and so it, it peripherates, you know, continues on. Whereas if it was more lethal, you know, it'd be more of an emergency and we really would have taken big, big time action like they did. I think it was 2014 or 2013 yeah. when Ebola hit. Well, I remember uh, they were going back on that and then they were talking about how Trump was talking about how disastrous Obama had treated the Ebola, you know, outbreak. He had tweets that were talking about how badly it was handled or whatever. They're like, there were four people who had it. Or whatever, you know, period in the U.S. Yeah. And, and there's there's already been there's already, there's already been a fifth of a million people have died in the U.S. from COVID. Well, that's that's it in a nutshell. If it's it was more lethal, we'd we'd be subject, on. Yeah, yeah everyone's got and everyone's got a just a little different opinion. You know, like everyone thinks maybe this is it. Just varies what people think is okay to do and isn't. You know. Yeah, it's just it's just sad that like I think too I think too often it becomes something that feels uh, subjective. You know, like you can take a subjective stand on it, but realistically there has to be some kind of objective fact because obviously it's not going to play favorites science, or anything. Yeah. Uh, anyway, before we before we before we get too distracted on the political angle, because uh, we don't have my grandpa here to riff off of. Uh, <laughs> we need a conservative panel member to, to riff off of. Um, but we'll get him in at some point. This this might be an interesting way to finally get him in somewhere on a phone line or something. Um, so, Bart, I wanted to tap into this, and obviously you know, my dad's got some knowledge in it, but I wanted to tap into the, the basketball forum here to, to be kind sure. of our closeout topic here. Um, so we got... We're finally, we're in the conference finals and everything, and your nuggets are there. In the bubble. Your nuggets have made it to the Western Conference Final. Fun fact, every single time the nuggets have made it to the Western Conference Finals, they have lost to the Lakers. So <laughs> let's see if, uh, if they it can break like, that. It, like, it, it looks like history is about to repeat itself, Bart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking like it, the nuggets are up 20 today. And now they're only up three with like five minutes left in the game. So it's coming down to the wire again. LeBron's got basically a triple double. And yeah, that's usually what he does when it matters. <laughs> He's nowhere to be Sadly. found when you don't need it. And then, yeah, and then I mean, this it'll be an there. interesting topic. Joe, this question may be a little more pointed towards you because you probably got to witness uh, Jordan a lot uh, more clear than I have. Uh, if LeBron wins three finals MVPs with three different teams, does that, you know, get him closer to the uh, the GOAT conversation? Because that's something that no one has ever done in the NBA. You would be the only one. 
Yeah, yeah, you'd have to put them up there. I, I think it's going to be a situation where there's maybe a one or a one and a one A. Uh, I, 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 you know, I still would probably give Jordan a, an edge, but you're really talking about two different players, especially one's a forward, one's a guard. You know, it's it's hard to evaluate. But but you're right though. I mean, you'd have to put LeBron up there with three different teams winning. Uh, you know, way up there. If not one, certainly one A. Which are to, to me, they're, they're the top two of all time. I well, think you make I, a good point yeah. too that it's hard to compare because yeah, one is like a yeah. point forward and the other is a slashing, you know, guard. Well, and it's such a and it's such a violently a, different game too. Yeah, I hate to, I hate to sound like I am, you know, you know, eighty years old or something, but it, but it's such a violently different game than it was in the nineties. And I know that they. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, LeBron's got about four inches on Jordan and and weight. And a lot of the stuff that he does, it's, you know, where he can expose people, you know, with his physical prowess. I mean, they're things that he's already got a bit of an advantage on. Um, but, 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 but I would never, you know, I, I'm definitely a Jordan, uh, you know, bias or whatever, but... um but I'd never leave him out of out of the conversation for it. I mean, realistically, obviously, I think he's obviously uh, bypassed, uh, you know, Kobe or anything like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, these uh, these conference finals, they're looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think the Nuggets do deserve to be there. They made history by being the only team to come back down three one twice, uh, so two seasons in a row. But you know, if they win today, they'll be uh, they'll be two two one, and then if they lose the next one, they'll be three one, and they'll have them Blake is right where they want them, right? <laughs> I'll have you right where we want you at at, at three one. Um, yeah, and then yeah, the Nuggets have I've been playing. Um, uh, I still think Jokic or. Um, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. You said that uh, pretty well. Nikola Jokic. I suddenly had a thought in my head. I went, oh, God, is that a tennis player? Um, so, yeah, I love watching him shoot <laughs> because because he cause he's you know, this big guy and he throws, like, uh, huge rainbow shots. You know, he kind of, like, catapults the ball at the net, and it's kind of fun to watch him throw a ball, like, 30 feet in the sky and watch it drop down. His game is very beautiful to watch. It's like he's the ultimate pickup player, you know, just yeah. doesn't have athleticism, doesn't have vertical, but everything else is there. He's got playmaking ability. He, For a big guy, he can dribble the ball. He can make the three, like you said. He shoots these rainbow arcs that don't even look like they should go in, but they're... None but that, and then you know, with game uh, game two, he scored, I believe, eleven straight points for the Nuggets, and put him up one. And it was just sadly not enough because uh, Chicago hometown hero Anthony Davis hit a fadeaway three at the buzzer. So, yeah. Hey, what about? Uh, although I'm a f- first and foremost a Bull fan, but what about the chances of my beloved Boston Celtics? They came back and won. That last game, do they have a chance? I think the Celtics do have a chance, but quickly, I know you mentioned the Bulls. They hired a new coach today, uh, announcement Billy Donovan from the Oklahoma City Thunder that uh, coached. He coached briefly, I believe, Kevin Durant, Westbrook. Um, so 
he uh, his contract right now with the uh, Thunder, and the Bulls uh, have picked him up, and I believe they've made some changes so, in the so, GM. Uh, it's championship time, is what you're saying. Oh, you're saying yet. you're it's saying exactly rings are in the future. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, Zach Levine needs to reevaluate his shot selection for that to happen a little. But I mean, I think he's a great player, and hopefully, the coaching change you know lights a fire under some of the younger players that had a pretty disappointing season last year. What we really need is we need to somehow convince LeBron to come over to Chicago. We need a veteran presence. He could come off. I, th- I think we have a better chance of getting Aaron Rodgers to come to Chicago than we have LeBron coming here. Well, Anthony Davis is our best bet, and he said you can't rule it out when he was asked about it a few months ago. So maybe he good. wins well with the Lakers, say that's enough, and then he'll come back to uh, Chicago. And I told Jay this last time in the podcast, and in, in my opinion, I, mean, I give him all the credit in the world, but in my opinion, I think the uh, the Lakers have kind of an unfair advantage historically in the NBA, and that's because being, you know, Hollywood is there, and they're on the coast, and great weather and everything, but everybody, all, all the free agents, everybody wants to go to L.A., and historically, you look at the last you know, 35 years or whatever since free agency has been plentiful in the NBA, they've won a lot of titles. And uh, LeBron, I, I think when Le, people were surprised LeBron was going to go over there, I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm surprised it took him this long to decide to go over there because everyone in there, everyone, so they kind of, it's great for them, but I think they have an unfair yeah, advantage. very rare that the Lakers draft someone and he ends up being, you know, like <laughs> their guy. A lot of it's either trades that they uh, trades or free agency. I agree. But uh, regarding the Celtics, you know, Gordon Hayward came back and they looked a lot better. The Heat were beating them with a zone, and the Celtics were playing players that weren't the uh, greatest, you know, uh, threats from the arc. But Gordon Hayward is. So I think that you know, to beat a three-two zone or two-three zone. You need ball movement, and you need spacing, and you need people to be able to knock knock it down when the gaps are open. So, well, so I think putting yeah. a, putting a good shooter and just the guy that could play make on the floor. I mean, he gets paid thirty million dollars, so he uh, he should have some value to the team, right? Well, yeah, and <laughs> so, it's, so you guys are talking. Of course, you guys are leaning on the Celtics series here. Uh, Miami up two one. Uh, game four is tomorrow, um, Wednesday. Obviously, if I haven't posted this yet. Um, so, yes, the, the Celtics rally back uh, to to take away Game Three. Uh, supposedly, uh, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown got into it after Game Two, after their Game Two loss, and apparently there was uh, some chairs thrown, and um, Marcus Smart had been called out for his ill-advised an ill-advised late three in Game Two, and apparently didn't take. You got to, hey man, calm down very well. Um, so they're saying that obviously, you know, something like that might lead to it. I would also offer that there's no way Miami was going to sweep uh, the Celtics, but uh, Miami's my baby right now that I'm riding out. Uh, I'm, I'm in love with the Heat. Um, I love their uh, game from beyond the arc. Uh, they got Dragic who comes in and uh, they set up some, between him and Hero, they set up some pretty uh, sweet alley oops. Uh, they play some good defense, but um, but their three game is just out of this world. How many people they've got? Yeah, over I there. mean, them finding Duncan Robinson is just such a 
such a plus and just shows, you know, shows that that franchise knows what they're doing because this guy he's is, like a, he's like a he's like a robot. He's basically like a three shooting robot. <laughs> and his form is just so pure and he doesn't even need like time, you know, he just needs just a glimmer, glimmer of space exactly. to get it off and just some white some guy highlight. who wears number 55 just happens yeah. to be an absolute div- divinity of three-point shooting. And it's so funny to watch him with this rookie now, Tyler Arrow, who I'm not sure if you've seen his girlfriend, but those pictures aren't safe for work. And I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't advise Googling her during your uh, when you're bored at work. <laughs> and also, he's, I would expect uh, nothing I think he's 20 more than his girlfriend's your, like 25. Your, your so analysis of this guy's of really Hero. shooting, shooting deep, deep <laughs> range shots and he's making them. So you're saying he's playing out of his league, is what you're... This guy This guy is... Precisely. He, he's playing yeah. like a veteran right now, is, is what he's doing. And he was drafted like... I'm not sure exactly. I think like 13th, 14th. And it's just... Every year this happens where... It's like the one guy that... So many people see it in him. It's like they drop, you know, so much. and Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the story of uh, any of the NFL greats. You sit out there, and um, it's so rare that any of the big names we talk about on the list that they're number one picks. I mean, I think Russell Wilson was a sixth-round draft or something like that. Russell Wilson was not touted that highly. I mean, Mahomes um, was Mahomes' first round. He was first round, but, I mean, not first pick. Or anything like that, and even the Bears passed him up, and Deshaun he, Watson too. He should have been the first pick. <laughs> but but there's so many of those people, and even Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, both of them fell to to pretty high rounds. Aaron Rodgers was first He was. Yeah, Aaron Aaron Rodgers was first round. I think he was like the 25th but, pick. But he got he passed got up. up. But I'm pretty sure he got passed up he, by some teams that should have. He, yeah, he he thought going in, he thought he was going to be the number one overall pick of the whole draft, which I think San Francisco had that year. And they picked, um, his name escapes me, he's on Kansas City, now he's injured. Uh, he was injured last year anyway, missed the whole season. Um, name, I got him block now. What position is he? Quarterback. Oh, Moore? No, no, no. He quarterback to Kansas City. Um Oh, just two, three years ago, he was the quarterback. Before Mahomes, he was the quarterback, the starting quarterback. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, Alex Smith ended up being the number one overall pick, which surprisingly, because he's he's actually a lookalike for uh, for uh, Rodgers, if you look at him. But Rodgers, I think he went about 25th. The Packers were elated. You know, they thought they had no prayer of getting him. And, of course, the Bears skipped over him because we, we had a quarterback. <laughs> and just like they skipped over Joe Montana and they skipped over Mahomes and Watson, and, and now they're skipping to their own beat nowhere. And now we have a guy sitting on the bench who's making uh, over $20 million. Um, I think there's a good chance that Atlanta might be the, Atlanta might be the, the change. That, that might be the, the final change I think Trubisky will make some mistakes in Atlanta and I think it might be the first time you see Foles. See, in my mind, the problem with Trubisky is that he plays just barely well enough so they don't pull him, you know, because he was their first round draft pick. He was the number two overall pick in the draft. And so like, for example, they have a big comeback in the Detroit game. Uh, 
where you know, I played horrible for three quarters and then all of a sudden he looked like, you know, the second coming of uh, Bart Starr or something in the fourth quarter. But then he'll play a game against the Giants and yeah, they won, but he was awful. So he's yeah, just that one touchdown he had where the ball was so ugly it wasn't even spiral. <laughs> there was that pass he threw to Mooney for the touchdown. They're like they're like touting all this. He hasn't come back. It's like a twenty yard throw, and I mean, uh, I'm I'm surprised it didn't show up to Mooney rotating vertically. You know, yeah, it, basically it, <laughs> almost did. <laughs> I mean, it, it looked like someone shot something out of the sky. You know, and um. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't going end over end or something when it got to him, you know. But um, but yeah, I, I would agree. It's it's exact. That's exactly right. He, he it's it's playing just well enough where they're like, oh, I wouldn't have pulled him yet, you know, or something. And they're just invested, the, you know, and they can't make that mistake. Yeah, the minute you pull him, then you're admitting you made a huge mistake. Because when they they made him the number one pick, it was the number two overall pick. But when they picked him in the first round three four years ago. They're, you know, this GM's betting his career on it. And especially with, especially had Mahomes and Watson. I think Mahomes went 10th and Watson 11th. Uh, you know, you're betting your career. And and they traded up, as we so often mentioned. They had the number three overall pick, and they gave away some draft picks to move up one spot to number two because San Francisco played them uh, into thinking that maybe they might take Trubisky. Well, in reality, no one's going to take Trubisky in the first round. Uh, there's just no way. I, I remember I was praying before that draft, please take Mahomes or Watson, please, please. And then I heard they were, they had, but this is what happens. You wonder why the Bears are bad for so many years and they never have, you know, like a Green Bay. Green Bay is going to have, when all is said and done, they're going to have at least 35 consecutive years or more of Hall of Fame quarterbacking. And the Bears haven't had a Hall of Famer since Sid Luckman in the 1940s. And the reason is, is that uh, a for so many decades they they kept viewing the quarterback position wrong. They viewed it as well, just don't don't blow us the game, don't cost us the game, you know, just manage the game, which is wrong-headed thinking. But the second reason is they make these dumb picks because they got they're so focused, like they're so focused on Trubisky. No matter what happened, you know, they're going to pick him, even even trading picks to move up one spot. And you can't do that if you're a GM or you run the team. Uh, you know, you you cannot run a team that way. Well, and that was one of those things where they they had said that um, Mahomes and Watson had actually both also been invited. You know, the Bears had looked at them, and I just couldn't imagine with the physical particulars of Mahomes that he could have shown up to your stadium and shown off his abilities. And you went, Nah, Trubisky's better. Like in no way in arm strength and accuracy in speed and mobility uh in anything i mean he's not the worst quarterback you've ever seen but it's just like you said the main the main problem with it was was the trading up and how it just how badly they got played to go after him and everything it's uh i mean it's, a, it's just another sad story written into the chicago bears you know history book yeah, let's let's hopefully uh, maybe the story will end on a good good note <laughs> a few years from now, but we'll see. And uh, breaking news: the Nuggets have won. So, oh my goodness! Won. Oh my goodness! Go Nuggets! Oh, eight points. You know, they went, they went, moved ahead so. a little. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that's a good way to end if it. You, I think if you, uh, if you lose one more, you'll have them right where you want them. Yeah. Exactly, like I said, right where we want them. But <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, 
Any other topics you like to talk about, Jay? So, so now I guess at this point I will. Um, I have run out of notes on my paper, but I know every once in a while I try and close the the podcast and people have some thoughts. So, we'll call this segment "Last Thoughts" and we'll call it uh, we'll call it for that. Um, so, anybody here have any last thoughts they'd like to share? Sure, uh, I'll just give out some predictions. Uh, I think after we discuss the Bears uh, and their upcoming opponent, they will not be victorious this week. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs over the Ravens, and I will take the uh, Celtics to even up the uh, the series at two two. So I feel confident Excellent. those picks. We'll see how they go. Excellent. I'm glad to hear, especially that last one about the Celtics. <laughs> I was just going to uh, make a quick mention because we have spent all the time really on, on, or mostly on football, a little basketball, but baseball is still going on. And uh, although the Cubs did lose tonight. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. All right. I well, agree. You were saying something about baseball. Although, you were saying something about yeah, I, I, heard the they got, I hear they got a good drip game. The Cubs did lose today uh, in the bottom of the ninth, and, and they have not been looking too good lately. But they did clinch a playoff spot, so that's what I wanted to announce. And yeah, both the uh, here we go. This is the first time in, in quite a number of years that I can remember that both the Cubs and the White Sox well, are in the playoffs. Twenty twenty, man, they're going to play each other in the World Series this year. It's, it's going to be the year. To be honest, that'd be that'd be hilarious. I'd love it. Well, I'll go ahead and I'll, uh, since uh, I'll give you your picks. So you picked the Bears game, correct? So I've got the Falcons for that game. They'll, they'll win that game. Um, I think I think that the, the Raiders are going to go in New England, and I think the Raiders are going to win. I think, uh, this is my bold predictions statement here. Um, I do think... I want. I think Kansas City is going to win against Baltimore in Baltimore, and I think the Packers are going to beat New Orleans in New Orleans. Oh, and then you, you like and it. then you did the Celtics and Heat. I think the Heat will win the series uh, in six. So you might get your two and two, but I think the, I think the Heat will end up winning in six. I think it'll go seven. No way, yeah, and if we go seven, that's that's tough. Yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll get there. We'll get there, right? <laughs> All right, Tadwood. Do you got any last uh, predictions? Any bold thoughts or anything on some of this? I don't think I have any more bold thoughts, but uh, I was just going to make a, a very quick comment uh, with just a very brief off season. They actually started up. The uh, English Premier League again. That these poor devils. Now they did have three months off during the COVID, you know, during March and April and May and so forth. But they restarted up, and then they just stopped like a month ago, <laughs> and then they started up a few weeks ago. So I mean, these poor guys had probably less than a month off between seasons. But Liverpool anyway started out two and zero, and I was surprised they beat Chelsea to zip uh, at Chelsea. Yes. So they're off to a, to a good start. So looking forward to. Uh, some more English Premier League. And one of the teams that beat Liverpool, they only lost three games last year. And uh, one of the teams that beat Liverpool, Watford, got relegated. <laughs> so anybody can beat anybody. All right. Well, is that it from the 
from the gallery? Yes. Right. It's all for me. All right. Well, I want to leave you guys, uh, since it's kind of relevant with a lot of the race conversation going on with America, make sure that you guys... Um, Make sure that you guys go out there and uh, and support. Um, you know, all of us have you know the right to equality and equal treatment and everything. I want everyone to go out and make sure you guys vote and exercise your rights uh, to your representation. Uh, several ways to find it out online. Um, and as usual, just I want everyone to go out there and just treat people the way you want to be treated, man. Because I think that that's the 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 main. Um, you know, the main thing that you, advice you can give anybody. Um, but on this day, September 22nd in 1862, Abraham Lincoln issued a, the preliminary Emancipation Proclamation, um, which, you know, set a date for the freedom of more than 3 million enslaved uh, persons in America. So, um, I don't know. Just go out there and make sure you guys find the right causes to get behind, all right? And I don't want to I know we're not going to see a lot from the other side of it, but I don't know. But it is something that's important to me. And honestly, in times when it's been kind of rough, it's, uh, you know, it's nice to see when people go out there and get on the right foot, you know, and that we we all kind of work together towards, you know, making things better and more acceptable for everybody. And um, I don't know. And I'm glad to share that. I'm glad to share the time talking about even some of the more casual parts of that with you guys. So thank you guys for joining me in tonight. Thank you for hosting, and uh, good to hear from both you and Joe. Yeah, yeah, great hearing from you again, Bart, and uh, always enjoy these podcasts, uh, even when I make mistakes. Yeah, I think <laughs> we had some good topics today, so yeah, thank you all, and uh, thanks to all who listen. Yeah, well, uh, well, it'd be nice to know at least the setup. Setup is pretty pretty easy to uh, to do, even remotely. Uh, when we can't have anyone together, it's super easy for remote. So. Um, this should be the way going forward. So, you know, until things change and, you know, for the more, you know, for the better to, to make a more personal appearance. But, um, yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to us out there. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Twitter is a little barren at times, but, you know, for me, but uh, it's on the STG podcast. Um, if Apple Music isn't super uh, convenient for you, I believe we're on Spotify too, but good luck finding us. Um, but yeah, but I, I really enjoy everybody giving us, uh, their ears, uh, probably some information you guys already, you know, might know, but hopefully some little details every once in a while, especially some, some absolute snaps from my, from my father that you might not have known about, including the, the immortal Justin Hebert. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be uh, dreaming about that at night and next time... <laughs> Next time his word, his name comes up, you'll you'll always be thinking a bear, but it is, it, <laughs> but it is Herbert, I'm afraid. <laughs> but he's still he's still going to be a good player. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Have a good night. Okay. Good night. Good night. <laughs>